Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Sheffield Live. Good afternoon and welcome to The Squeak. My name's Luke Cross and I'm joined in the studio by a special guest presenter this week, Danny Pietnik. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming in. No problem. It's always a pleasure. James is uh, away this weekend. He's in Royal Leamington Spa. Don't forget the Royal. Well, how could I? Is that West Midlands? Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, it's near Coventry. Right. Okay. Um, and you did say off mic, what, what a strange place to go, but it's um, it's his, part, his other half's family lives down there, that's why. Yeah, when you said he was on holiday there, I thought, surely that's not a preference. Well, it's not, it's not really a holiday. I may have over-exaggerated. He's just having a bit of a bit of time oh, over, yeah. in the, over there you know, yeah. with, with his folks and his girlfriend. Absolutely. Lovely stuff. <laughs> um, so you've been in, I mean, we used to, we go back a while. We we did a show a few years ago, didn't we? But you were in a f- uh, just before Christmas um, for the squeak. You yeah, played I, a few tracks. Obviously, you had me on as uh, you know uh, a guest, and yeah, I, pr- I played a live session. Yeah, it was a yeah, I enjoyed pretty, it. Pretty cool. You've, you've written a load of new stuff, haven't you? I have. Yeah, I have written quite a lot. Uh, I pl- well, actually, I played a gig last night, and I, I debuted a few few he- new ones. Heavy night. Um, you know, sort of fair to middling. Hmm, okay. Yeah, well, you look you, you look fine anyway. Yeah, I'm absolutely fine. Recovered. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed as always. Absolutely. Consummate professional. What you have for breakfast? Um, well, I sort of skipped breakfast a little bit, um, given that I sort of got up quite late. What time did you get up? Town. So essentially I've had a burrito for breakfast. Oh, a burrito? Might be con- unconventional here in Mexico. It's all, not Mexico. Yeah, Mexico. It's all the rage. Mexican food, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you've come to stand in anyway, Don. Thank you very much. Um, so you know the format of the show. We'll just get straight on with it. Um, have you seen the news this morning? I haven't. It's you know it's it's really sad. Um, I, I woke and uh, you know I, you know you wake up sometimes. The first thing I know it's bad, but the first thing we do is reach for his phones a well, lot of the time. And, and yeah. I saw the news about you know Terry Wogan. Well, it's uh, um, yeah, just uh, just really, really tragic and sad. Another another loss. January has taken so many from us. It has absolutely, and I I agree with what you're saying about picking the phone up. I've actually got the BBC News app on on my phone, um, so whenever there's a breaking story, it just it beeps. And it's quite right, loud, so yeah. I picked it up and I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, so Terry Wogan's died of cancer, age seventy-seven. Um, big big loss. What do you remember him from, Dan? Well, um, obviously, you know he's. He's always been a successful sort of presenter, journalist. Uh, you know, his, his involvement with children in need is something that always stands out in my mind. He, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's just like he would consider a sort of flagship presenter, I guess. You know, real, real quality. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, quality it, host. When he was uh, he obviously he did the breakfast show on Radio Two, uh, my dad absolutely loved listening to him yeah, in the morning. Yeah. He had, uh, I mean, he had eight eight million listeners, so he had a he had a. Wow. You know, a big really, following. Yeah. yeah, really big following. And, and you get that sense that he had a real rapport with, with the audience and the listeners. You know, you got that you, when when you listen to one of his shows, you get that sense as a real, you know, relationship between him and his listeners. Yeah, on those shows. So yeah, ever so sad. Well, the thing I remember him for. Um, I mean, I never used to watch it really, but the Eurovision Song Contest. Um, he yeah. was the voice of that. He for did. A long, he did like. Time. He did the because obviously it's Graham Norton now, isn't it? But he, yeah, he did like the dubs, not the dubs. Sorry, like, but he did like the commentary yeah. over the, over the thing. And yeah, I, I remember him getting quite frustrated actually, um, because obviously we know that Eurovision, the Eurovision Song Contest, is quite a lot of political aspects. That it's a bit know, of a bit of a joke. It's a bit isn't of it? a joke. Yeah, and uh, Terry and Wogan made made a joke out of it. He did. Yeah, he it. obviously picked upon that a lot. So yeah, I, as I say, you know. A, a real ace at what he did. Um, real loss, right, real loss for the sort of world of media and entertainment, you know, showbiz in general. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I remember it. Do you remember he did Blankety Blank? No, I don't. I, I, I can't. I don't think I ever watched that. In my ignorance, I don't think I ever saw that. Well, a lot of people remember it. Um, for, uh, it was uh, Les Dawson that did Blankety Blank, wasn't it? And he was right. hilarious as well. But um, 
yeah, he, uh, Terry Wogan did it as well. I think I think the thing that sort of launched his chat show career was when he interviewed Larry Hagman. Um, that was a while back, but then he had obviously he had his chat show Wogan, um, and that was on as many as three nights a week. Wow. Three nights wow. a week, Wogan was sure on. Sure, that just wouldn't happen now, would it? No, no, it wouldn't. And um, the one I remember, I mean, obviously I wasn't around when it was on, but um, they showed a clip of it when he interviewed George Best. Right, okay. And, and, George, and was George Best already in the sort of depths of... Oh, his... yeah. He was um, He was very, very drunk. And uh, I think he ended up... I think the interview only lasted a couple of minutes and then oh. that was it, it was off. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately he's died at the age of 77, so a real shame. One vivid memory that stands out for me with, with Terry Wogan on one of his shows, it might have been... Uh, what was that? the name of that show? Wogan? That you, that you were just talking about? His there. chat show? Yeah. Wogan. It was just called Wogan, right. All right. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, anyway, mm. I remember, for some reason, the one that sticks out in my mind is when he had Timothy Dalton on, uh, and they were plugging, like, the then new Bond film, which was either The Living Daylights or License to Kill. And I can I vividly remember them bringing on uh, Q with all the gadgets. Really? And, like, yeah, and, like, unscrewing, like, guns and, and, like, fiddling around. And I just thought it was, like, I just thought it was great. I remember that, that really stuck in my mind. Yeah, I only watched that the other night, Licence to Kill. I mean, I've seen it before, but I've not seen it for ages. It's a good film, that. No, I think the Timothy Dalton Bond films are particularly underrated. There's some, there's some good films. I, I think he... I think he... Two, two of the best films, easily. Yeah, they're, they're not bad, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, it's a shame we couldn't, have got, we, we couldn't get to see a bit more of, uh, of uh, Dalton in his prime. Mm, I, there was some disagreement with the studios or something, weren't they? I think and they had six years off. Did you know that he played a Time Lord in the... Yeah, he was in, he was in Doctor, Doctor Who, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure James Hargreaves would know that as well, being a big Who right, fan. Right, yeah. um, Carl Maloney's just tweeted us in, Afternoon Carl. Um, he says, I remember thinking, what a weird microphone, obviously in reference to Blankety Blank. It looked edible somehow. And actually, it does. It looks like a, a raisin on the end of a stick. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was thinking, like, if you got a Malteser. Oh, and, oh, and yeah, I was going to say Malteser. Stick into it, yeah. Thanks for that, Carl. Yeah, what a worthwhile contribution. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, you're playing one of Carl's gigs. Oh, you're playing two I of am, Carl's gigs. I'm playing two of Carl's gigs. The first one on the 13th of February, which is a Saturday, I believe. Yes. Um, and that is at the Washington. And I'll just say, I was at the Washington last night. I hope it's as busy. <laughs> Do you know what? I was in on Friday and it was absolutely rammed. Yeah, it's, I love it's, the Washington. it's got it's quite a, a buzz. It's a, it's a great night out, actually. Uh, I've never seen it as a, a music venue either, so that'll be an interesting thing to experience, and it'll be great well, to play there. Yeah, well, one thing, and uh, and Carl will tell you the same, you've got to make sure you drag people into that room, because it, there's two arches, isn't there, into uh, that yeah, second room? Oh, yeah, it's the one like, called the shallow end, and uh, is that how it works? There's one room side called the shallow end or something. Or well, as you go in, you turn right, um, that's where, obviously, the bar's there. Um, and then under two archers is the is the is the performing right. room where the DJ is right. sets up and all that. You've got to call people into there because otherwise I'm not be able to see. I'll, I'll I'll remember that and I'll if I, if I need to I'll use sophisticated nets to to pull people in. What like Spider Man? Uh, no, I'd say more like Deadliest Catch with a twist. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and then I'm also playing another one of his gigs on the third of March. <sighs> Uh, tell the tell me more. Parrot, at the oh, frog the frog and, and parrot. Third of March. Well, I'm glad um, you know because we asked Carl when we had him on and he couldn't remember. I'm pretty sure it's the third of March. I'll, I'll double check, uh, but I'm, I'm sh- pretty sure it is. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that because I've never played Frog and Parrot. Well, you've uh, never played Washington, have you? No, I've never played both. Then news. So you're looking so forward looking to them both in equal measure. For, exactly for the, for the same reasons, <laughs> but with the same level of enthusiasm. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, that's that plug out of the way, anyway. That is that plug out of the way, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, but I, I did—I did remember you saying that you, perhaps there might be some, there might be a song of mine coming on later. Is that right? We um, might be on this the schedule at some point. Well, know? I don't see why not. I've not—I've not played you for a while, and I've brought the CD in. Um, yeah, you, you've got a couple on there, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I've got. Well, to be to be honest, as you as you mentioned last time, I've got some that you made up in Garage Band. So yeah, I'm probably going to leave not those really on the back burner, yeah. I do um, apologise to the listeners for my shameless plugs, but, you know, you've got to have an incentive sometimes. That's all I'm saying. Well, you, you'd be daft not to mention it when you're on the radio exactly, and you've got a couple yeah, of gigs yeah. coming exactly, up on you, so yeah. can't follow you at all for that. Sound out long. You what? Uh, sorry, um, I meant to say, also, check out soundcloud.com forward slash Danny Pietnik, <laughs> at Danny Pietnik for Twitter, facebook.com forward slash Danny Pietnik. 
Uh, is that on youtube.com forward slash Danny Pietnik? Just search Danny Pietnik on the worldwide internet and see what happens. All that, yeah. <laughs> right, time for the first track of the day. Um, this one is I Set the Sea on Fire, and I had a bit of a panic, actually, um, because I, I'm not, I, I panicked because I didn't think the CD had burned, or burnt, yeah, I, but I, it I has. I see that panic in your eyes. You look like a sort of stranded seal uh, who'd been, you know, embellished on some rocks. But you got back to water in the end. And this is Taste Like Funk. You're listening to Sheffield Live 93.2 FM. I set the sea on fire, and that was taste like funk. Yeah, what do you like reckon that. to that, Dan? It was Liked decent, it. wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, it had a sort of funkiness to it, but a, a sort of like kind of cool, edgy, like rock, rock sound. That I, uh, yeah, it was very enjoyable. Yeah, we, I think we've played that before. Um, so that's uh, the latest single from uh, five-piece band based in Sheffield. Um, already described as one of the. St- Tracks of the Year by the BBC Introducing in Sheffield. Wow. Well, I can see why. I think it's a great track. And it was Track of the Month in Exposed magazine. The single's out now. It's um, on DMF Digital. The album is out in March. So keep your eyes out for them. I will certainly keep my eyes out for that. Absolutely. Okay, so, um, Dan, you might have seen it. I'm sure you have. Everybody's been uh, talking about the lottery. Um, Now, there was an unclaimed ticket for £33 million. 
the tickets now been claimed? Now there was a lot. The one one woman was uh, saying that she'd accidentally put it through the wash, and uh, unfortunately, you know, couldn't um, couldn't see the barcode anymore, so couldn't claim it. Now. It was bought in Worcester, and lots of people... Have you, you've heard the story. Lots of people were claiming that they'd won this £33 million, but obviously, oh, they'd lost it or had it damaged. Yeah, yeah. So it's now been, it's now been uh, claimed. It's been officially claimed now. Yeah, and the winner is remaining anonymous. Would you remain anonymous if you'd won £33 million? Yeah, I can sort of see why uh, people would want to remain anonymous, because you've got to think, haven't you? You know, you've got that much money. You get people crawling out of the woodwork. Yeah. It'd get a bit annoying. I mean... Um, don't get me wrong. I, I think uh, it's all very well and good being charitable. I think that you know, I think you just would anyway. But I don't think you need to really like broadcast that you've won that much money. So I can sort of completely see where they're coming from. And what a, I've got to say, what a time they must be having. You know, fantastic. Oh God, absolutely, life. completely change your life. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think I'd. I think I'd remain anonymous because you, you know. You do get people saying, oh, you know, giving you sub-stories and that, I would imagine. I ain't seen you in 18 years, but can you sort us out with a couple of K? Do you know what I mean? Like, So, that that sort of thing could happen. But just talking of that, I mean, yeah, it's fantastic. Imagine what you could do with the possibilities. What would you do if you won £33 million, Daniel Pietnik? I think, Luke, what I'd do is I'd probably construct a subterranean base uh, (laughs) that I could obviously live in, and within the base there would be sort of Military-grade weapons ready for deployment. Yourself? Mm. <laughs> um, well, I've not put as much thought into it as you right, clearly okay, have. Right. Um, beginning to wish I hadn't asked. Um, it's probably a new house. Nice, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know, go on holiday. I probably, you know, I probably invest in property. I really enjoy homes under the hammer. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing you can do. I mean, I'd like to perhaps buy maybe 30 zebras... And attach them with all with uh, you know really really sophisticated GPS. What for? Just so I could track them. <laughs> but you know you've got that sort of money. You could do you do, all, do anything you want. You know, you don't have to. I'm not saying buy thirty zebras. Do what you like. It's your money. Do well, you know I mean? so I'm sure they will. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. I, um, they have remained anonymous though. So if you if you are after a couple of k, then <laughs> unfortunately, it. yeah, you can forget it. Um, so yeah, the other well, it was a sixty-six million pound jackpot. This is half of it. It was there was two winners. Um, David and Carol Martin from uh, South Scotland were the other were the other winners. They didn't remain anonymous. I wonder if you don't remain anonymous, you know, if you if you're likely to get more money, you know, at magazine deals and things like that, and newspapers. Yeah, I mean, because why wouldn't you? Case, why wouldn't you remain anonymous? Well, well, exactly. I mean, if that's the case, that really is greed. If they're doing it purely for the, I'm going to say, yeah, got enough money know, already to get more money from that promotion, like you say, uh, sponsors and things, and all and deals from from radio and and TV going on this morning and talking about what you've won. I'd like uh, to go on this morning though. Would you? Not well, not you to talk have to about be rich to do that, but you, you have to have you know you have to have some catch their attention in somewhere. But yeah, money does that. But yeah, I suppose it'd be you know it'd have its perks, wouldn't it? Hmm. Scoff, you know. What a legend. <laughs> that, actually, talking to uh, uh, this morning, did you did you see or see on Facebook, the, the, yeah. the two presenters, Holly and Phil, they turned up yeah. for work the day after the, the uh, TV awards. Yeah, they did. In the same clothes. They turned up in the same clothes. Now, do you reckon that, do you reckon that was real or do you reckon it was a bit of... Part of me thinks it could they could have been a, sort of told to do it as a better uh, publicity stunt sort of thing but you never know do you it genuinely could have just been you know they've not had time to do it and then they've just turned up well I, I never watch this morning so I'm always at work when it's on and I you know just just not in um, but have you seen the videos on social media they did they did seem yeah I, I did like see them were. playing the uh, pie face game and stuff around at uh, Ant and Dex Ant and Dex house yeah yeah well they, they did turn up and they definitely didn't seem sober on the on the on the settee. Yeah, they did, yeah they they were they were giggling and stuff. They looked a bit dishevelled. How, how do you, how unprofessional do you think it is to be broadcasting while still under the under the influence, Danny? I, I think um, I think you got to it's you got to take it with a pinch of salt. If you can still you know keep your level as a consummate professional and do your job, you know if it, if it doesn't inhibit you doing your job, then fine. But you know, obviously if you, if you're doing it every day, it'd become a problem. Yeah, absolutely. So having a few the night before and coming in the day after is acceptable, you think? Uh, to some degree. To yeah. some degree, you know. 
Uh, you know, I, would, I wouldn't say uh, completely paint the, the town red, you know, have an hour's sleep and then do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you've got a wholesome character and you've drank a full pint of water followed by a couple of paracetamols, had at least eight hours sleep and a burrito, Bob's your <laughs> uncle. You're talking, <laughs> you're talking from personal experience now, Dan? Yeah, just uh, logic. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Um, Shall we have another song? Let's have another song, yeah. Okay, excellent. So, um, going back to our new music, this one is um, from Ian Britt and it's Run. Um, this is his latest single. Um, his EP is out on DMF Digital now, and uh, here is Run. You listen to The Squeak on 93.2 FM. Get in touch on the Twitter at The Squeak. Chase the crazy away, wrap you back up in calm. When you're tripping up and over loose cable and wire, when you're trying to reach the finish line with a nail in your tire, I will run to you. I will. See through the maze I'll be your periscope I'll do whatever I can To be a glimmer of hope When your black and white Is mixing up and turning to grey When the gear that makes your heart sing Is rusting away Ian Britt there with Run, and uh, as I say, his EP Guardians is out now on DF, DF, DMF Digital, um, and he's on Spotify if you want to check him out. What did you think to that Danny Pietnik? I thought it was nice, yeah, nice uh, slow ballad. A bit slow, wasn't it? Yeah, but, yeah. it reminded me of sort of a male Celine Dion, with perhaps, you know, stylistic then, and you know, don't want to do him any discredit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that very much. Um, and you know, it just shows you what a what a big pool of talent we've got to pick from. There is um, a big pool. You could almost say it's a lake of talent. Ocean. If you want a bit far. Ocean. Yeah. Why not? Sea. Deep sea diver. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. If you want to uh, get your music played on this show, you uh, you can do. Um, if you go to the Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash the squeak. Um, you can find the information on there. Um, Danny Pianic's currently eating a pencil. Sorry, I was just trying to get it together a bit. I had a minor <laughs> meltdown. 
Oh, it's okay. I should just say, actually, as we were um, as we were preparing for the show, um, obviously Paul Sellers was in doing Eclectica, and you were having a bit of a dance, Dan, weren't you? I was. I did have a bit of a dance uh, because I was getting down to like those sort of house vibes mm. that were going on. But unfortunately for me, uh, I didn't realise the building was occupied. It, well, yeah. I was um, caught. Someone came through the door, and I had to do that awkward, you know, where you're <laughs> dancing, and then you awkwardly sort of like try and blend back into to just normality, like you were doing nothing. Yeah. But it was evident that I'd been dancing. Yeah. Um, at, at that point, I'd tuned out because you'd been dancing cons- continuously yeah, for yeah, about five yeah. minutes. Um, but yeah, um, there is uh, there are people working in the office in the other side. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get that now. Uh, <laughs> I guess in the future, I'll have to keep my dancing to a minimum. Yeah. It was lovely dancing, though. Thanks. Did you um, have any joy in the Washington with that dancing last night? Um, it's safe to say that that dancing... Got me nowhere. <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> I'm always honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, not not a musical one, but have you seen the news um, about Stuart Pearce? Please enlighten me. Well, he's signed for Longford AFC. Right. Um, they dubbed the worst team in the As country. As a player? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's set to come out of retirement age 53 in a bid to transform the fortunes of um, of a struggling non-league side. Um, obviously played for Nottingham Forest, um, and he was in the World Cup semis in 1990, but he signed for, for Longford, who are, have been dubbed the worst team in the UK. Based in Gloucester, they've lost all 18 games this season, scoring one goal and letting in 179. I don't know if I agree with it, Luke. They are the San Marino of... Um, English Football League sides. I don't think I like the idea of this. Oh, they're not a Football League side, they're a non-league side, sorry, correction. Why don't you agree with it? Right, okay, right. Stuart Pearce, fair enough, you know, former professional, great player in his day. We all remember that heroic penalty that he took against Spain, you know, considering that he'd missed one in the previous tournament. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he is, he is a legend, but I don't know, 53, and I just think, is it a little bit self-indulgent at this point in his life, couldn't he offer more from a dressing room uh, sort of perspective? If you know what I'm saying, yeah. Should it, well, wouldn't it be a better thing to give you know some younger talent like that sort of grassroots level the opportunity rather than himself? I I don't know. I, I feel a bit it seems a bit strange to me. Though. What do you okay, think? Okay. Well, flip side of the coin. Then um, he's saying that the grassroots of the game is essential to the sport's lifeblood. Yeah, I get that. Um, you know, he's, he, he's saying he started playing out in non-league football for, for Wellesden um, before he joined Coventry. So he's looking forward to working with the manager and helping a group of you know young footballers um, try and gain a bit of confidence. Yeah, but so, I don't, so it's I don't, just his way of giving something back. Yeah, I, I just I, don't I see know what why saying. he needs to yeah, actually play. Could be from a coaching perspective as opposed to, to playing. But um, shall I take you through the last four games? Yes, take me through them. So they lost 17-0 at home. Right, to, okay. to Bibri. Is this since he's been playing with them? Or? No, no. All right, okay. um, Has he played a game with them yet? Um, well, he, he will have done now, yeah. I haven't right, got okay. the result of that, but okay. I'll, I'll okay. see if I can find it. Um, then they lost 16-0 away to Lydney Town Reserves. Then they lost 15-0 at home to Quedgley Wanderers. And then they lost 14-0 away to Wollaston. So it, it is a bit of a challenge. That's, yeah. that's probably why he's gone back as a player rather than a coach. There's clearly some work to do there uh, on the training ground, let's say. But yeah. um, I, I mean, like I say, Stuart Pearce will offer a lot in the in in the in a sort of professional role, if you know what I mean. Because obviously he's had so much experience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in some ways, it, it, it could work for them. It might he might get them playing in a different way. Which well, just just staying on football. It's FA Cup weekend. It um, is. But don't remind me. Well, yeah, Sheffield Wednesday had a bit of a shocker. Um, I couldn't believe it. I looked at the result. We were, uh, sorry, I looked at the game while it was on. We were two one up, and then I, I checked, and we'd lost three two. Big backlash from the community of Owls supporters. I've seen on t- today um, a yeah. lot of Owls fans not happy. They feel that uh, it's, it's, it wasn't taken seriously enough. We were we were so well, lethargic. We were c- complacent. We d- we didn't respect the opposition. So I think it's a real shame to be out of the cup competition at this stage against yeah, you know, I, I agree. lower I mean, league opposition. Considering considering Wednesday is six in the table, um, I would be more inclined to concentrate on the league. But if we'd have beaten Shrewsbury and drawn a team like Man U, 
that had been worth quite a bit of money, wouldn't it? So yeah. just purely on the financial side of things. It's an old argument that you know we're out of the domestic cups, we can concentrate on the league. Where, but I personally, I am always in the, the. I always have the feeling of that if you can make winning a habit, regardless of what competition you're in, it's always better for the team. So yeah. even if you play more fixtures, you know. Well, that's the worry. And, and, like, and like you said, the history of a cup like FA Cup uh, and Sheffield Wednesday's history, you just think that you know it'd be a bit more special. You know, they should have really gone for it, but. Yeah, you know. well, well, that's the thing. Uh, I think the point you made about getting into the habit of winning it might affect the players' mindset now because they've had the game. They've, you know, they've been robbed. Well, they haven't been robbed of the game. They've lost the game in the dying minutes. Exactly. When they should, yeah, have, yeah. should have seen 90 it. Ninety plus seven, I believe. Correct. Yeah, ninety plus seven. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a shame to be out. Like you said, we, we've got to look. You know, we, there's no point crying over spilt milk now. Uh, Wednesday, you have to look uh, onwards and upwards, but. And, you know, there's still a lot of promise for our season. You know, we're in the playoff spot. Let's see what we can do. But I think, really, that that should be a wake-up call. Yeah, I agree. Complacency, you know. You can't allow complacency like that to creep in. I mean, and, and and to say that it was, you know, a lower league opposition that we've lost to, that's the first, is that the first loss in like eight or nine or something? Yeah, it's not, well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if it's that many, I have got the stats in front of me, but it's, um, you know, we've not lost for a while. It's been a, yeah. We've it's been, been fairly a, consistent. Quite a while, yeah. Okay. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, we'll move it away from sports now because you don't want to alienate anybody. Um, we'll come on to the next track. Um, and this is one we got sent in um, from uh, Spain so not quite local music but I did have a listen earlier and I quite enjoyed it it's um, it's called uh, Firing Me and it's by a group called Sound Phase you listen to The Squeak on 93.2 FM Yeah. 
Do you like Sheffield Life? Why not become a friend of Sheffield Life? Sheffield Life is a community radio station and friends of Sheffield Life are people in the community who make a regular donation to keep Sheffield Live on the air. Join the Friends of Sheffield Live by writing to friends at sheffieldlive.org or go online to sheffieldlive.org forward slash friends. Friends, 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 friends. Yeah, did you like that advert, Dan? Uh, it certainly made my camaraderie towards people stronger. And, you know, I love the fact, can I just say as well, I love the fact that, you know, this is a community-run show and like the like the adver- advertisement said, you know, mm. anyone who can help, help. Yeah. Oh, it's a shame she stayed anonymous, that woman that won the, the money. Oh, yeah, she could have sorted us out big time. Yeah. And then I'd be able to fund my subterranean base with military vehicles. I met Sheffield Live, not you. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that uh, track, um, I'd say that was Barcelona-based indie quartet um, sound face. I quite enjoyed that, actually. I did, yeah, yeah. It's actually like having tapas because, you know, I felt like I was getting several different musical vibes. Similar to when you eat tapas and you have a little dish of everything. It was like the musical representation of that. Mm. <laughs> so, so yeah. See, this is where I need James because if we're ever laughing, no one's talking. Well, anyway, I was, just, I was just waiting for you to uh, sort of confirm. Yeah, no, I, look, I like tapas very much. Yeah, uh, but they are on uh, they're on Facebook, they're on Twitter. So, um, I've, you know, if you, if you're on Twitter uh, following this week, I've put um, I've put their username in there so you can just um, check them out. Sorry, can I just. Uh, just reference to anyone who, who didn't realize the reason I mentioned Tapas because obviously they're a Spanish band. Is that right? Well, they're based in Barcelona. Based in Barcelona, um, yeah. Yeah, I, you know I like Tapas. I had Tapas for ages actually. Um, me neither. But uh, I've, I've never felt a strong desire for it. But oh, no, perhaps I like one it. day I will. I like it. Um, I don't know. I actually got you know actually talking of Tapas, I played the uh, Eaton Cafe um, a few months back now, and they paid me. Their payment basically was in Tapas. Eaton Cafe? Yeah, where the ca- near the cathedral. Oh, right. It's just a funny name, isn't it? It is a bit weird, yeah. Have you eaten It was today? probably the strangest gig I've ever played, <laughs> if I'm honest. Uh, but, you know, it's the way it goes sometimes. We've had a text flood in from Dave Tingle. It says, Tapas comes free with drinks. I don't know where he means, but it sounds great. And if it does, let's go. Or maybe he means in Spain as a whole. Ah, uh, That perhaps, would make sense. Perhaps, that would yeah, make sense. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, maybe we should go for tapas after the show, Dan. What do you think? Uh, maybe. Who knows? Well, don't sit on the fence. That's all I'll say. We'll, we'll talk about it after we'll, the show. We'll talk about it after. Um, what was I going to talk to you about? Um, oh, yeah. Have you heard? Um, I mean, not not a massive fan myself, but One Direction, um, obviously Zayn left One Direction before they had they took the break, and he's brought his new single out. Have you heard it? I haven't heard it. No, it's a bit. Is it a bit different? It's well, it's it's a. I think it's a decent track, to be honest. Well, um, good on him for persevering with his own stuff. You know, so like, like we we knew, we knew he wasn't particularly well, happy in in One Direction. So well, it's good that the, he's the thing. The thing with One Direction was they, they were all they're all solo artists, and they got told either you go home as a solo or you stay in as a band and see what happens. Yeah. So they did, obviously. Um, but he's brought out a, tr- a song called uh, Pillow Talk. And I think the album is all about um, the coming together, if you will, of a of a man and a woman. Okay. So the lyrics are a bit um, uh, explicit, is the word I'm looking for. So there, yeah. there's me thinking it was about bedding, yeah. pillow talk. <laughs> but you know, it just shows you, doesn't it? Different different interpretations. <laughs> yeah. Well, just your interpretations. Just my interpretation. I want to ask you about pillows, actually. Go ahead. Duck feathers. Where are, you, where are you with that? Duck feather pillows. How are they extracted? Um, 
however you want them to be extracted. Made I mean, from the door, or how are they extracted? Well, I'm guessing they're plucked and then stuffed inside the pillow. And I find look. I find them very comfortable, but they can also be very painful because if if the if the end of the feather comes out, it can stick in your neck or your face. Yeah, I've never had that problem myself, uh, but I'm, I'm quite a heavy sleeper, so I don't think that the uh, perspiration of my flesh. By a, I don't think that's the right word. The piercing of my flesh by a feather, duck feather would uh, prevent my sleep. Oh well, that's that's a the result then. So that is a result. But the, the only thing is they're a bit more expensive, but I find them a lot more comfortable. Excellent, <laughs> fantastic radio. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. Um, so I wanted to come on to you, Dan, because um, I've, I've not uh, I've, I've not mentioned you in at least you know ten minutes. Um, when I say you, I mean your uh, musical background. So um, you, you've been recording or you've been writing quite a bit, haven't you, lately? I have uh, in the yes. last year. I've so. been writing a lot of new stuff. It's just it's just hard because you know it's it's not cheap to record. So no, we've got, um, you've sitting got, on quite a lot of stuff until I can. We've well, got four that you've got on your SoundCloud, which That's I think right. I think you may have slipped in at the top of the show, but. Soundcloud.com slash Danny Pianic. Forward slash Danny Pianic, yeah. Um, so what are you, obviously you're doing gigs with Carl. What, what are you, um, what, what's your plan? My plan is to basically go to the venues as dated <laughs> and then perform between anything between 25 to 30 minutes of original material. I didn't mean for the gigs, I mean sort of long term. Looking, oh, right. looking past oh, the gigs. Okay. I didn't uh, mean how well, you get into the vlog and like to, You know, I'd like to keep performing. I'd like to keep writing songs. And just see where it goes. I mean, I you know, I, I just love doing it. So, how did you get into it all? Well, I've always I, I had a sort of musical background, really, Luke. You, you did know, it. I, I you did it at uni, didn't you? I did it at uni and college. Yeah, uh, that's what I studied. And also, I was in a pop punk group called Voice of Brain for several years. Uh, we played a lot of gigs around Sheffield. I think you uh, told me about this. Yeah. So, but, but even from a quite you know quite a young age, I just sort of strong focus on music what's your um, what's the best gig you've ever done then I don't remember if I ever asked you this the best gig I've ever done I don't know it's really hard for me to, to, to say that because you know the, a lot of gigs sort of blend into each other these now because I do quite I'm doing them quite often uh, so I mean I, I, these secret shows I've been doing are great well, well, that was one last night wasn't yeah it? that's right if, if you we've not explained this before there's an organisation out there called ASS, A Secret Show. And they put on these really intimate gigs. Uh, check them out on Facebook. If you just type in A Secret Show, you'll you'll find them. Um, but, yeah, they're great. And they put on these really intimate gigs, and you get a real sense that the people who come to these gigs really enjoy the environment and everything that goes on. And it's it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's, there should be more things like it. There's a real sense of community at these places. Yeah, well, I, uh, I, I you know, I find that whenever you go to a gig in, in Sheffield... Um, Everybody supports each other, and that's one thing that I really like. And um, I think I've told you about the gig, or you've, you've probably heard about it. On April 2nd, at the Leadmill, um, a lot of the bands that we've championed, so Four Authors, October Drift, um, Slow Readers Club, and Dead Set Dream are going to be playing the Leadmill. Uh, tickets nice. are seven quid. Um, but I think that's worth it, though. I mean, you, you know, oh, God, it's, decent bands oh there. it's more than worth it. And I've it. heard a lot of those bands that you've talked about, and they've all been a really high standard, so... Well, um Slow Readers Club, their, their album Cavalcade's out now. That's that's had a really good reception. Um, October Drift, um, they've got a couple of songs on um, Spotify that that you can listen to as yeah, well. They're, yeah. they're really good. Um, Four Authors, they're a, they're a local band um, from Barnsley. Um, I like their stuff. They're, they've got quite a bit on Spotify as well. And Dead Set Dream are another good group. So um, definitely worth um, going if you can still out, yeah, if you sure. can if you can still get tickets because it's liable to sell out. Right, um, excellent. But you know. You can guarantee that not just the bands that'll be playing, there'll be other musical um, artists or yeah, or yeah, bands for sure, yeah, that'll be there on the night. So definitely one to go for. Definitely one to check out, folks. So I'm going to play one of your tracks, Dan. Um, Excellent. Tell us about it. Um, how it came to pass, Isabel. Well, Isabel. Um, well, I like to be honest about my songs. Uh, it is about the death of a cat, a cat that wasn't particularly friendly. A young female called Isabel. Um, but she became almost an art installation of my in my life. You know, she was a completely black cat, and I just in summer evenings, you know, I'd just stare out the window. You know, I might have a cup of coffee, 
Um, and I'd see this like beautiful black cat just chasing like butterflies or whatever, and and just she never really wanted to be stroked. Um, but she was, I don't know, she just sort of became like a piece of my life. And when when she got, you know, she got killed really young. Uh, I think she was only about a year old when she got like run over. And we found out from the neighbours because I've not seen her for a few days. And I just remember feeling like crushed, like you know, it's not even my cat, but I, I just felt really crushed about it. Um, like I say, I felt like it was somehow part of the whole mix-up. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I just the, the song just came. Do you know what I mean? It just came out of nothing. But should, should we should we play it now? Let's play it. Let's play the song. <laughs> Do you know you're not being completely serious, are you? We don't want to bring everybody down too much. No, I was. Oh right, okay, sorry. I was, yeah, I was. I know it's a strange subject, but I was. No, I wrote it with a lot of emotion. Well, here it is. Isabel, come back to me. I needed something to remind me of you. Cause when you crept into my garden, it blew. Isabel, come back to me. There's still things you have to see The sky grows darker when it's cold in your eye Like fading photographs of in the light Now watch these days turn cold She's already gone Watch these nights turn on She's already gone She's already gone Yes, it is indeed. You listen to the squeak on 93.2 FM. That was Danny Pietnik with Isabel. Yeah. Um, can I just say, sorry if I upset you before. I didn't know if you were being serious. Oh, no, it's fine. No, I, no, like, like I said, I like to be honest with, uh, with yeah. how I write. And I was, you know, I was genuinely affected, genuinely affected by it. Otherwise, you know, that's the reason I write. Can I just um, give a big shout out, actually, to the, to the uh, guy who helped me produce that. He called uh, Venus. I don't know how to pronounce his surname because he was from Lithuania. But if he's listening, he'll know, know I mean him. And also V, again, that's another singer I can't pronounce. Uh, lovely uh, lovely piano that she played on. Yeah, it. she came in and she did a great job. I just said to her, like, you know, just put something down and she did a fantastic job. So Interesting, um, you were saying that the, the, the drummer you'd actually not, not met. I'd never met the drummer. I don't even know his name. The joys of recording. This is it. I, he just, it, you know, this guy just said, oh, I, you know, because it was basically a university project, those four songs. So they were all students, apart from V, who used to be a student. She came back to do it because I, I knew her from. Uh, I used to speak to her on Facebook. Sort of right. Thing. I see. So yeah, it's, it was great. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, they did a fantastic job, and I'm just so happy. You know, pe- people seem to really 
appreciate that track live as well. It's great. It's become a bit of a, a crowd favourite. I mean, I mean, obviously, I've followed you since when we used to work together, yonks ago. Do you find it strange when people like join in with your songs and sing no, along? Not at all, and it, it didn't happen enough for me because obviously I'm so like on the scale of things so unknown. I just find it, you know, I don't think there's any greater joy than uh, being, you know, right creating something that someone else appreciates and wants to sing along you know that's an, it's an honour do you know what I mean to, for people to want to sing along oh god that's what everyone sort of everyone wants as, a, as an artist for your music to really have an impact like that well yeah I, I suppose you're, you're right yeah well um, keeping it on a musical theme um, a man was uh, arrested at a Libertines gig right. um, because they'd found a load of phones that he'd stuffed down his trousers now I want you to guess how many phones he had. Before you you tell me this, uh, before I guess, can I just ask, was he wearing cords? <laughs> yeah, not not my best work. See what, see what I did there? Made yeah. the connection between the, the, fa- the type of trousers, cords, and obviously phones that used to have cords. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh. Um... So what we what what was the question? Um, how many phones do you think he had stuffed down his trousers? I'm gonna say seven. Thirty-eight. What? Thirty-eight phones. He'd been spotted acting suspiciously at the show at the Barclay Card Arena in Birmingham um, a few days ago on the 27th. Another man was arrested too when he tried to get into the gig. Um, police had been tipped off after thieves were suspected of targeting fans at another concert by the band in Manchester. Um, it, there's a picture here which is no good for the radio, but they just laid out all the phones. They've so just been going around stealing phones. Now, it happens happens quite a bit at festivals, doesn't it, this sort of thing? Things I, getting stolen. Well, Luke, let, let me tell you, I mean, I can completely relate to really? this story. Um, as you probably well know, when I played the first ever gig I played at the Green Room, which was an open mic, I got my phone stolen. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know uh, that. This guy came up to me and he uh, had, like, menus... And he was saying, it was about October time, he was saying, here, look at the menus for Christmas. And as he was doing that, he covered my phone and, and took it, took the phone. I was so, because I was playing a gig that night, so I'm so like, you know, I'm nervous thinking I need to get ready. I didn't notice till about 20 minutes after. So this was a guy that worked at the green room? No, no, this was a guy who just came in off his own accord and put on an act that he was working at the green room. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, Ingenious. It was, uh, it, the police got involved and everything. I had to, you know, log it like through the police and everything, but I never got the phone back. Did you get any nothing? Now? Nothing. So you got a brand new. Basically, all that you know. We don't get many nice things in life, you know. When we, you know, when we haven't got that much money, and you know, for someone to just steal your phone, it would just it's it, disgusting. It awful. We're awful, but that's it. It happens. Uh, but thirty-eight down your trousers. It just shows you what a big problem it is. Did you yeah. say thirty-eight? Thirty-eight. Yeah. Um, well, obviously he's been arrested, so. That's oh, the, they got him then. Oh, well, they, re- they arrested him. Yeah. But it just well, shows you, doesn't it, what an easy target is. You know, if you've got your phone out on a table or anything, you're susceptible to people trying to nick your phone. So well, it, just it, be careful. He'd actually taped his trousers shut at the bottom. So he'd obviously gone with intent. Anyway, time for another track. Uh, the last one before the end of the show. Um, this is Adoration by Circus Wolves. Listen to The Squeak on 93.2 FM.
Uh, eagle-eyed listeners will know that that was not Circus Falls. It was, in fact, I Set the Sea on Fire again with Taste Like Funk. They're going to be loving you, Luke. You know, yes, you're giving them like, additional uh, airplay. That's, they've got the, the same track played twice. <laughs> yeah, 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 it happens to the best of us, never mind. <laughs> I've broken the cardinal sin on radio, which is never play... Well, it's normally never play an artist uh, twice at the same hour, and but I play in, the same song. In this case, though, it was a genuine mistake. It wasn't... It, it was. Just overly, you know, um, I know you like the song, but you didn't like it so much that you wanted well, to play it multiple times. Do you know, I did really like it, and um, I was quite happy to hear it again. I, I, apologies to Circus Wolves. We'll get you trapped on next on week. third time, see how it goes, or... <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, that was I set the sea on fire. Thanks, uh, Carl Maloney is an eagerly listener, so thank you very much for bringing that to my attention. Um, so just time to say, Daniel Pietnik, thank you ever so much for coming in today. No Have you problem. enjoyed yourself? Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I always enjoy myself on this show. So thanks for having me. Oh, well, thanks for coming in. Um, DJ Ski is up next at three o'clock. He's not here yet, so I'm hoping he's on the way. He's on the Alpine Trail <laughs> down, to the, down to the studio. Down to the lodge that is exactly. the studio. yeah. <laughs> slaloming his <laughs> slaloming his way down can't say that word slaloming slalom that's it should have practiced it before nice, the show nice, what, what are you up to then Dan at, at the, uh, for the rest of the day are you, coming, uh, are you coming for a drink with me actually I might come for a lemonade with you yeah okay yeah. well let's drink to that thanks for listening we'll see you next week bye bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.